Welcome. This is All the Fuck In, a podcast from two entrepreneurs about showing up for social justice in your work. This isn't your typical capitalist-focused entrepreneurial business podcast. There are already plenty of those. We're here because we've been craving voices rooted in activism, justice, and integrity with those values. These are conversations about all things business and entrepreneurship, but from a radical perspective that says we don't have to choose between social justice values and being successful in our work. This won't be a place where we claim to have all the answers. Our intention is to offer guidance and support while also encouraging our listeners to discover and live into more questions. We believe these conversations require ongoing practice and a consistent dedication to unlearning. If you're ready to go all the fuck in on what matters most while creating an abundant life, you're in the right place. And a quick note on our content, we believe self-care is radical and non-negotiable in the work of both justice and entrepreneurship. So some of these conversations include mention of trauma, both from a systemic and often racialized perspective and in relationship to experiences like sexual violence. We hope you do what you need to take care of yourself while listening, even if that means pausing and returning to an episode at another time or skipping it altogether. Hi, Lauren, how you doing? Kristen, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. So today we are, this is our first official episode of All the Fuck In, our new podcast. Um, And we're here to introduce ourselves and share a bit about what we're envisioning for this podcast and where we hope it'll go. Um, Lauren, why don't you go first? Okay. So um, (laughs) before we hit record and full disclosure to everybody, I had to sort of write this down because... I feel like I do a lot of different things, but they all totally make sense to who I am. But sometimes I can sound very scattered when I describe it. (laughs) Um, The simplest way of saying it is I'm a coach. I'm a strategist slash consultant and an anti-oppression facilitator. So I work with people kind of across the spectrum of activism. So um, progressive candidates who are running for office, entrepreneurs, um, just really anybody looking to live into their values around justice without burning out or getting kind of hung up on what people think. And I spent a long time working in politics, about a decade. Uh, At one point I became a yoga teacher for a few years. And so coaching just feels like a way of bringing those two worlds together in a really powerful way. And I just love seeing these amazing, really high integrity people that I work with make lots of progress. And tell our listeners your pronouns. Oh, she and her. Thank you. You're good. (laughs) Um, And I am Tristan. My pronouns are they and them. Um, I'm a digital strategist, uh, which to me means I do marketing, web, and graphic design, primarily for yoga teachers and wellness practitioners, um, people who hold healing space. And I do that work um, with a social justice lens. So a lot of my like marketing consultations also are centered in um, how we can express our social justice values and use our platforms um, as tools for activism. And alongside that work, I'm an equity inclusion facilitator, and I'm teaching primarily um, LGBTQ awareness, sensitivity, inclusion trainings, um, again, primarily for yoga teachers and wellness practitioners. Um, And I'm doing that through workshops and trainings and participating in guest teacher 
as a guest teacher in various programs and things of that nature. And slowly over time, creating new projects to explore with amazing friends and colleagues like this podcast that we are embarking on today. Um, So I thought it'd be kind of fun to say a little bit about how this began. Um, Lauren and I have known one another through shared circles and client work um, for, I think, over a year now, maybe. Which is so, wild. Yeah, so wild. Yeah. <laughs> but we, and we've, you know, we've followed each other on Instagram and like we're supporting one another at a distance from afar. And then I think it was over the summer that we just started connecting more, um, mm-hmm. coincidentally. And Lauren said to me at one point, I think it was by text message, like, hey, if you ever want to collaborate on something, you ever have any ideas? Um, And for some reason, I just immediately texted her back and said, how about we start a podcast? (laughs) And, and, And you had a very specific vision for it. You were saying that, you know, when you were starting off on your own entrepreneurship journey, it was podcasts that really helped you learn a lot. I mean, I'm fortunate. My undergrad degree is in business. So I had some tools in my belt, but from a very capitalist lens. Um, and so I also like really leaned on podcasts when I was starting out. And I think what you named in that text was that you were so hungry for ones that weren't just basically how to, you know, grow your following or make more money, even though it is about making more money to make a bigger impact. And there was just like missing that social justice lens. Uh, and as you said in an Instagram live the other day, like it's all these cis white women entrepreneurs. I say this as a cis white woman entrepreneur, (laughs) um, (laughs) but it's like the same message from a lot of them. And I think both of us are just hungry for something different. Yeah. We're, you know, we're both white people and Mm -hmm. I feel like the podcasts I was listening to were also white dominated and yet nobody was acknowledging that whiteness and nobody was acknowledging the role that whiteness plays in our culture um, and the role that that interest and how that intersects with capitalism and then how capitalism is influencing our work ethic or approach. And Mm -hmm. I just was so tired of hearing like marketing business tactics, marketing leads, like calls to action, all this like garbage. I'm not, you know, saying that those things aren't valuable, but I really wanted to hear some alternative voices and some discussions around authenticity and integrity and, you know, work hustle culture. And, and I wanted to hear, I wanted to hear about how to weave anti-oppression values into growing a business. And, So I just felt like, yeah, sure, Lauren is a cis white woman and she (laughs) is so aware of her privileges. And I know that she is doing the work to dismantle her internalized biases as I am. I mean, to the best of our abilities, you know. Imperfectly. Exactly. Forever a practice. Um, And I just felt like Lauren would be a good collaborator and partner for this. And we've been having a lot of fun making this happen and putting it all together. And (laughs) And I feel like our our respective strengths kind of complement each other. Although I feel like everything I think that I'm good at, you're also good at. But I guess <laughs> what I'm saying is the stuff I'm not good at, like putting together a website and making graphics look really cool. Like that's your thing. Um, and I don't know. I This has just been such a fun way to get to know each other better too. Like we we recorded last week me interviewing you, which will come out soon, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And I learned just so much about you just from that process of asking questions and digging in. It's, it's just been really, really fun. 
Yeah, I think there's so much of our culture that glorifies like the growth moment and then the future rather than talking about like, hey, how did you get here? And I think that that's something we'll probably weave into a lot of our conversations. um, The like, how did you get here question? Uh, And um, we can talk for a second about what we are hoping for the future episodes and what we're planning. Um, We have several exciting guests lined up. a lot of people who are doing activist work um, in the wellness industry, um, a lot of people who work in similar areas that Lauren and I do in terms of coaching, consulting, um, business strategizing, um, and everybody we're planning to speak to is really rooted in um, questioning white supremacy, questioning racism, obviously, Um, you know, unpacking internalizations, being more inclusive from a gender and LGBTQ standpoint. Um, These people that we're looking forward to speaking to are all really inspiring advocates, teachers, educators, leaders um, Mm -hmm. in this work. And yeah, why don't you say a bit about what you're you're hoping to see and and create? Yeah, I mean, this might sound ambitious, but I'm just going to put it out there. I'm hoping to, that we're creating a community through this, mm. right? Like I, I am so excited to, even just the entrepreneurs we've connected with on our very tiny Instagram page, with which everybody should follow. Um, you know, there's just some really awesome people doing really impactful work on both a large scale and on a small scale. And I always think about, you know, Adrian Marie Brown's work mm. of emergent strategy, you know, the, it, it comes, there's that old saying of, um, the way we do anything is the way we do everything. Mm-hmm. I, I think about, you know, three to five years ago, I would have loved to have something like this to listen to and to hear other people's stories of not just how they got there, but how they, integrated their values around justice with the work that they're doing. And I know both of us um, are doing a lot of our own inner work around money and that sort of mindset too. And that's something that I'm really interested in hearing more about, especially from our guests and from each other, because I think that that is a myth around having social justice values at the core of your business, that that means that you're going to be taking a vow of poverty or something. And, And I think that the world is going to look a lot different when people with these values are the ones with the money and the power and the resources, because what we do with them is going to look a lot different than what's currently happening. Um, yeah. 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 I think, I mean, I, I want to echo everything that Lauren just said. And I, in, a, in addition to community, I'm really hoping that we can offer some inspiration and yeah. some education, I hope, um, and uh, encourage more questioning and more unlearning and, and, and more connection too, to both like our own processes, to our own um, inner growth, personal growth to me, like the growth that I've experienced personally has so intersected with my professional growth. Like I can't separate the two. And I, you know, I want to dive into that and, um, ways that we can really stay close to who we are and what we hold, um, to be true and what we hold to be important while also, um, evolving professionally and seeing our, our work grow as entrepreneurs. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's not either or. It they they kind of have to happen simultaneously. And yeah, it, it's I think what a lot of this comes down to for me too, as someone who's absolutely a recovering perfectionist, is just how to be messy 
particularly as a white person in this work, like I'm going to fuck it up all the time. We are going to fuck it up. Yeah. And that there are ways to build that muscle of resilience and also like the skills of just how to keep going and stay in relationship as much as possible, how to be accountable on so many different levels of privilege, not just race. Um, and, and that's something I know a lot of folks are possibly newer to navigating right now and it can be a little overwhelming. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's so many different ways that we can be identifying and checking our privileges and we're not taught to do this in dominant culture. In fact, we're really uh, dissuaded from acknowledging and naming and identifying and then having conversation with other people about things Mm -hmm. like whiteness or things like cisness. And um, I really hope that the space that we co-create with all the wonderful, amazing people we're going to have on the podcast is one that um, really allows for those things to come and breathe and 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 have you know daylight shining through and and really that we can hopefully contribute to the continued evolution of all of this in some small way because I mm-hmm. think that we're at this really interesting and hard time this year 2020 with COVID with the presidential election with everything we've witnessed around the Black Lives Matter uprising and George Floyd's murder, um, to name one, you know, like this feels like a really pivotal, um, point. And I think a lot is shifting in really positive ways that sometimes makes me feel hopeful and optimistic. And I often don't feel hope or optimism. And so it feels to me like from a personal, almost selfish standpoint, like maybe this will provide me some more optimism and hope to, or at least, you know, keep me connected to that feeling. Yeah. Oh, I'm so with you on that. Yeah. It's, it's completely selfish. (laughs) (laughs) like gonna give me some hope and um I'm curious are you familiar with Joanna Macy's work around the great a little tell me tell me what you're thinking yeah I mean I'm not an expert by any means but and for anyone listening there's a great on being episode with her where Krista Tippett interviews her it's beautiful um but her whole kind of framework around what's happening right now she calls it the great turning where we're moving from a society that's based on extraction and uh individuality like hyper individuality and uh like exploitation exploitation yeah uh-huh. all the capitalism stuff that is literally destroying our habitat uh, we're the only species that destroys its own habitat systemically like this um but so yeah we're moving though from that into a phase of collectivism and mm. mutuality and solidarity What's also happening during the great turning is the great unraveling of all of those old ways of being. And it really is like an apocalypse in many ways. And um, so I, I come back to that a lot where I'm like, things are horrible and they're so beautiful. And yeah, space to hold both of those is so tricky. Yeah. It is. And that's also what we're also unlearning, right, is the, um, the either or mentality and the, the black and white binary thinking and the fact that two supposedly opposing things can coexist at the same moment. And, you know, right. as you're talking about this, um, what does Joanna Macy call it? The great, the turning point? The great turning. The great turning. Okay. I love that so much. I'm also thinking too of, we'll just keep referencing all the podcasts we love in this process yeah. of um, Prentice Hemphill's new podcast. Have you listened to Finding Our Way yet? I haven't. You're like so the third good. or fourth person who's mentioned it to me recently though. It's so good. And they interviewed Adrienne Marie Brown and yeah. among other people and the 
conversations are so good. And really a lot of what they're talking about throughout those episodes is this turning point moment and this collective care that's um, becoming more prioritized or, or more acknowledged and more discussed. And I, you know, I feel like COVID is leading us to that in a really unique and profound way. Um, And yeah, when we talk about all of it in that way, I do, I feel a sense of hope and optimism again, Mm -hmm. though I also feel like as humans, we're, you know, we're responsible for so much devastation, whether that's directly or not. And that's really, it's again, it's really hard to hold both. Yeah, absolutely. And kind of bringing this back to entrepreneurship, I think that's why we're seeing more people stepping into that role who maybe never would have considered themselves risk takers. Cause the message I always got was entrepreneurship is risky. Yep. Like you, you only do that if you're independently wealthy or whatever. But I think what we're learning, especially during COVID, if it's, if it wasn't clear already is that capitalism is pretty fucking risky. Mm. <laughs> like, like there's no um, sure thing like jobs that used to seem um, safe aren't and haven't actually been for a long time. And that was only for a very small segment of the population who had a certain degree of privilege. So, um, and, and going along with that, I feel like there's so much power in this. It's like a new sort of economy where people are in this energetic exchange of money, value resources, but it's all this self-created stuff, like whether it's products or services. And, um, so I'm, I'm just finding it fascinating too, to see how people are supporting themselves, supporting their communities with their gifts in this space of entrepreneurship and how that itself is so radical and, uh, can make such a huge impact for justice and all the transformations we want to see. I feel that so deeply. I also reflect a lot on how I was taught very subtly that entrepreneurship meant um, workaholism. Like you, if you were to start your own business or, you know, start several businesses and be a serial entrepreneur, like you were definitely signing up to be working seven days a week, you know, like seven in the morning until nine at night. And there was never, there was never a moment for like, what do you need personally? What do you need in terms of growth, he- healing, well-being, self-care, Um, there was never a moment in which you could be honest about what you might be feeling or going through on a personal level. Like there was a lot of talk from some of the people I worked with early on and and learned a lot from about um, really separating the personal and the professional. So like you can't be out in your work. You can't talk about race or racism in your work. Mm -hmm. You know, like those things will be a disservice. You won't grow. You won't succeed if you are true to who you are and, and really express yourself authentically. And and voice your beliefs and your perspectives and your values. There was a lot of like, no, no, separate that, keep that quiet, keep that for friends and family, but publicly put on a different face and present yourself in a very different way. And I just feel like it's such bullshit. Yes. Um, And I had to learn that slowly and with a lot of vulnerability and and fear um, that, that I didn't have to compartmentalize and that I didn't have to compromise. And I'm, I'm, I do feel like this year has given us a lot of opportunity to see the ways in which our silence is not okay. Mm -hmm. Um, As white people, I'm saying, but even, you know, silence coming from any source of privilege, like we, we have to be using our voices. And um, I think that we can do that in our work. And I just keep finding ways to do that myself and seeing other people like you doing it too. And it's just, 
it's that's the inspiration that I feel like we all need. And that's kind of what we're hoping to continue moving further and forward in, in this podcast. Um, I'm so yeah. excited. This Me is already so fun. And we, I feel like we just started. <laughs> I know. Um, so yeah. welcome to the first episode. If you're listening, um, stay tuned for more. Uh, we're excited to have Michelle Cassandra Johnson on soon. Um, and if you don't know her and her work, she is a yoga teacher, a dismantling racism trainer. She's a social worker. She's an author. Um, and she, I believe, is one of the like leading educators right now at the intersection of, of yoga, wellness, and social justice. Um, tell us a bit about Charlie Red, who will be our next guest yes. and Lauren works with Charlie. So share a bit about Charlie's work. Uh, Charlie is a dear friend who I met uh, doing a summer of urban farming and yoga stuff. Wow. Interestingly, yeah. Um, so Charlie is my collaborator, co-conspirator on um, an anti-racism course that we run for wellness leaders. We also do, um, it's mostly, I, I, we say anti-oppression, but it's mostly anti-racism consulting together um, for different organizations. And we do coaching and that kind of thing together. Um, she created her own yoga studio in a historically black neighborhood in Indianapolis, because as a black woman in yoga for many years, she just realized how many spaces were not created for her. And um, so she's built this beautiful space that unfortunately during COVID isn't being used, but there's such a powerful, gorgeous community around it. Uh, they still, they're doing online classes, outdoor stuff. It's, it's just really, really amazing to watch. And, um, what I love about Charlie is similar to Michelle, she really centers healing, um, and talks very clearly about trauma in this work. And, um, she's also just very witchy. I don't know. We, we have a lot to talk about (laughs) on the more esoteric end of things too. So I'm so excited. Maybe we need to bring that in more too. Oh, the for witch, sure. The witchy magic goodness. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thanks again for tuning in. Um, you'll hear more from us soon and we look forward to sharing in these conversations with you. Yeah. So excited. Thanks for, for tuning in.